Welcome to the Hoodoo TV's Comic Book Club. That's right, everybody. It is a new. It's Comic Book Club. We're here talking for the first time ever. And uh, as one of your hosts, as always, I'm Hoosier. And I'm Moose. And uh, dude, it's happy to have you back uh, to talk a little bit of comics. I know it's it's been a while. It's been a long time. You can see the grays are starting to come in a little bit, right? On both of ours, man. Like I know, twenty twenty <laughs> did it, dude. It kicked our oh, ass. Oh yeah, it, it's been a stressful twenty twenty. Absolutely stressful. It has been a awfully crazy twenty twenty, and yeah, it's been something, man. It's been something to say the least, and uh, yeah. But today we're going to talk comic. We're going to do a little bit, little bit different stuff than what we used to do back in the day. Yeah. Um, you know, the show's been doing Get Valiant, and it used to do a lot more comic book reviews and live shows. Uh, kind of got away with that with business. But I figured let's talk. Let's get in depth on a book. Let's talk about a good book that's came out. Let's just just enjoy the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, and one of the things today we are going to be talking about. I find it to be just a fantastic book. Um, that Texas Blood. Agreed. Agreed. I did not know what I was going to feel when I read this book, but I enjoyed it. There's a lot of little things that I took from it that I don't know if other people caught. So I'm curious to dive into this and see what people say. Right. And and then I want to hear what everybody says in the chats. Everybody who's joining us on the chats, um, you guys rock. I know we got our buddy, uh, Scott Bloom. Scott, dude, it's awesome to have you on. Here you are hey, here chatting. Um it's awesome. Anybody else who joins the chat, make sure you're writing below. Uh, but we're going to talk. We're going to get in some in-depth piece on that Texas blood. Uh, we're going to save the spoils for just a moment, and then we'll give you that spoiler alert when we're going to say pause us, go read the book if you haven't already. There's a link to the book down below. Um, but ultimately, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is that book. And um, I want to give shout out to the credit where credits due, Chris Condon and Jacob Phillips. Um, killed this book and good, uh, boys yeah good good guys good. uh it's one of their first run with an image and stuff so they've been out for a while um this book came out the trade came out a couple week a week ago and um you know jacob phillips the son of sean phillips ed brubaker and sean phillips he colors a whole bunch of criminal uh and then chris has just been a spot on this like western noir was awesome mm. yeah yeah Definitely, this book definitely had a Western feel, feel to it. And uh, Jacob, not quite like his dad, but I was digging his style. I, I won't lie. I, there was some things that, uh, that I really enjoyed. I mean, it just that's as simple as I can put it without getting into spoiler stuff. Absolutely. Um, and then right now we're going to ask that, yay, if you guys new to this channel, make sure you are punching the subscribe button, all that stuff, leaving comments, uh, engaging with us here so we can get more stuff like this, other shows that come out. So make sure that's something you go ahead and do. And we appreciate any of that stuff that you guys are doing. Um, but yeah, I want to just get into kind of like the first piece of what you thought of this book and um, just the uh, the first, you know, the, the, the first, what did you think about just by looking at it, seeing the covers, seeing the art. Um, I have to say right away, I loved the branding. I loved the trade dressing. That Texas blood uh, was just really cool. I could just, I looked at this book from the beginning and knew I was going to like it just from the covers. I didn't get to see the covers till the very end. 
but when I did go through them, they made sense. They had a great feel. Um, they fit nicely with everything. That one right there, that was the only one that was a little odd to me, but it made sense because I read the story. Mm-hmm. And while there is no bald, evil-looking villain in the story, um, it made sense. My favorite is that one right there. I Dang really it. love that. It, it's just, it fit the story great. Even that one too, the the welcome to. Uh, I really thought that was a great cover too. So the covers I dug, my initial view on the art was fantastic. Um, it's simple, but sharp. The colors are vibrant and you don't think of vibrant when you think of Texas. I, at least I don't, I've lived in Texas and I don't think vibrant colors. You know, I, so. <laughs> I, I did my time in Texas too, in uh, Lubbock, little West Texas, families up okay. in the panhandle all over, um, actually a little time in El Paso. So been around a little bit of places and I'd have to say, depends on where you're at. There's going to be some, there's going to be some colors. Um, yeah. Yeah. There will be. Yeah. A lot of it is going to be like this cover in the background, that matted gray, mm. um, you know, you know, you could watch your dog run away for, for three weeks in Texas. <laughs> and you um, still see the hindquarters running. Yes. Blooming in the background. Um, <laughs> But yeah, ultimately, just like within it comes down, I think it had some really cool art pieces. I think there was some great covers that were shown, and, and they, like you said, they told a story. Like this one with Sheriff Joe Bob, there is just super cool. Seeing you Very know, seeing cool. the pros around him, ready to do it, and it really tells part of the story down the road too. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and then just the the different pieces with Randy Terrell there. Some of the characters we're going to talk about. Um, I thought it had a, a really cool vibe, really cool pieces, um, and ultimately had, like I say, a good presentation. So I applaud whoever had the presentation kind of set up, mm-hmm. um, and I and I, I think they did a fantastic job uh, when it when it came to just doing the presentation. Um, that's something I like. So and on here we got Gomer. Gomer stopping and saying, "What hey, is hey, up, hopefully. Gomer?" Gomer got to read this book as well. Um, yep, and uh, glad Ryan can make it in here. Um, and Scott Bloom, you liked and subbed a long time ago. Appreciate it, dude. <laughs> so everybody out there follow Scott's lead. Um, I will say one thing about, uh, uh, cover number five, you flashed to it, the all red and it had the lead character kind of hidden, uh, oh yeah. cover five. It really gave me a, uh, here's Johnny kind of vibe. It just kind of gave that, that uh, hard to, just grabbing you evil feel just that dark impending i can't say it's doom necessarily but there's just something there that that grabbed my attention knowing the story already like i said i already read the book before i looked at the covers but seeing that that was the one that really stuck at stuck out as being haunted maybe that's a better word for is it just being haunted uh i think that's you know we look at that story point of no return looking down in the basement and um you know that's that's kind of where the story goes, and you know what, guys? If you haven't read this book, make sure you do. Uh, hit pause, come back, join it. Go to the link below, buy the book, and um, we are going to get into a little something we like to call a spoiler. Spoiler alert for y'all! Uh, make sure you've read the book. If not, we're sorry. We cannot take blame uh, for ruining anything for you. Um, that's your well, fault. I could give you a quick non-spoilery review before. Do it. We get Let's into hear it. it. All Let's right. It. And it's really simple. It's three phrases. 
an older, probably too old sheriff, a small town with history, and a descent into madness. Okay. Pretty much well, wraps up the book. Um, you know, since I come from New Mexico, which I feel like is very, I mean, to a point, very similar to Texas. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say, you know, the old the old sheriff on the last end of his day, on the last end. And um, I would say New Mexico is, the, the state name is called the Land of Enchantment. But we used to call it the Land of Entrapment. Okay. And to me, it is the land of entrapment going, going back to what you ran away from, mm. going back to who you used to be before you ran away, going yeah. back to the land of entrapment. Right. Um, and, and I think you, you, you could do this book to a degree instead of that Texas blood, you could have called it land of entrapment and put a mm -hmm. New Mexico Z sign. And I think it would have fit very well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do. Uh, I'm right there with you. That's a good one. Um, and, and I want to get in and talk about the characters. I think that was one thing that, um, that, that Chris did really well is he brought in some cool characters to this book and you see some of them in the covers. You're going to see Sheriff Joe Bob and you're going to see Randy Terrell. And you mentioned a little bit on Sheriff Joe Bob. He's this old sheriff. He's been around the block. Uh, you know, just had a 70th, 70th birthday and, um, you know, he's he's an interesting character. And, well, I don't know what to say about, about him sometimes besides saying well. Well, well. well. I, I loved the feel that they gave Joe Bob. Um, and it was one of those things I really didn't pick up on the wells, but not initially like in the first book. But I started to pick him up a little bit, and I started to read him totally different because I put the well in there. I really started after – after I picked up on that, I really started feeling the characters. I slowed down their speech patterns in my mind. And, you know, it felt like Texas, a little bit of a drawl, and you're just in a hurt, no hurry to get nowhere. So why rush your speed? Just slow it down. Well, enjoy the book. <laughs> just That's the way I felt the whole time as I was reading every character. And even Randall. Before he came to Texas, he was a faster speech pattern. But then as he got there and he started doing his thing, I felt his speech pattern slowing down as he was sinking back into, like you said, the entrapment. Right. And just those little things, the little nuances in the speech pattern, and you start to feel these characters, which is huge. You want a good review. You want a good book to come out and pop. You got to make the senses feel something else. I mean, I'm reading something, and you and I, we talk pretty fast. But it made us feel these characters. And for me, it slowed my reading down. I felt the characters when they spoke, when they acted, all of that. And that's exactly it, you know. Um Joe Bob did have that, right? It did. You did get the feel of the twain. You did get to see of the, some of the uh, the Texan accents that came out, and the the well just kind of flowed, and it, it, it was interesting. It was great. And with this book, it had an interesting draw. With this, the first issue was basically a sheriff a sheriff Joe Bob one one shot. One shot, it, exactly. It did confuse me a little bit when I started reading all the other ones. I had to go back to issue number one. Did I miss something? Did number one tie in? Or was it seriously just a one shot? 
even though they talk about it, about a brother's consciousness, part one, part two, part three, part four. Um, but then you had the casserole dish that, that Joe was looking for. And Joe starts off this book, like looking for trouble almost. He's 70th birthday and mama um, wants, wants her casserole dish to make him a dinner. And uh, he just goes through kind of some hell trying to find this down, run this down from some family friends and, uh, you know, witnesses some horrific stuff. Um, and, and I think, you know, Gomer says it, you know, this, this book at that fl- final last panel, if you don't just immediately love it, you know what I mean? It's, it's a great medium comic books. And I agree. It's a great debut. And to hear that this book was initially supposed to be a screenplay. So it was an adaptation. Made sense. It was an adaptation. And I wrote it down on my notes. I wrote it down on my notes. This feels like a show or a, or some type of ongoing or something like that. I didn't get the feel of just a comic book. It felt like that. Um, but to me, in that first issue that you referenced, um, that whole thing about Joe Bob, um, I really think he does kind of feel an ineptness, if you will. Like he is over the hill. Like he's 70. He's like, why, why haven't I retired yet? Why am I still doing this? And then it seems like in every turn – He's a step short. He's a step shy. He's got to go get this. Passes by somebody's house. Um, there's trouble. And it all ra- wraps up at the end of the book um, when all this stuff happens. And, you know, without giving out up too much, with all this stuff happens. And, again, he's a day late and a dollar short. He's unable to solve anything through that whole book. And I think it shows his insecurity about his feeling about how he does the job, which is interesting because I think while it focuses on other characters, you see Joe Bob start to come into his own throughout the rest of the book. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I, and I think the, uh, the, the first, the first one just shows like the things that can happen on any given day. Um, that could happen. You could be uh, Mayberry up until one point and mm-hmm. uh, this Ashbury County and shit hits the fan and, and it hits and it hits it quick. Um, and so I think that brought a great point. I mean, just Sheriff Joe Bob is kind of like the core of this. You know, and if you think of this as a, as a long run, I could see, you know, a couple arcs going with Randy Terrell and then I could see another whole arc, whole, like another arc type of wide, wider arc of happening with another crime type of thing that's happening. And Joe Bob's still the center of it, but it's a new crime that happens, a new character set that comes around. And um, so that's what's really great. It made you really like Joe Bob from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the first number one, it definitely hooked. It kind of tricked some people by being that one shot, um, but it still had the same vibe. It still had that same just grittiness to it as well. Um, and then in issue two, we get introduced to Randy Terrell. Randy Terrell... Like, I could relate to Randy so freaking well that it was amazing. I mean, I moved away from the hometown that I grew up with, and almost the character change because of geographic happened. Sometimes it's that entrapment that I talked about. Sometimes it's that, you know, just being in a new place, a new a new thing. And, you know, they, he's being called drama queen by, or drama king, drama the drama boy by his girlfriend. Mm-hmm, that, yep. uh, I don't know if he really said where he lived at before, um, but he was in out of out of Texas. Um, and there is some things that's funny. She's like, I've been to Austin before. I almost moved to Austin. And so some funny pieces happening there. And um, 
That, like, and that's so funny. He's like, Austin's not really Texas. And I don't know how no. many times I've ever said that in my life when talking yeah. about Texas and stuff. Um, but this guy, he moves, he moves there and things change. Or he moves, he moves away and he has to come back because his brother's died. Right. And his brother he, gets killed. And but he doesn't know that at first, though, either. But he comes back to this town. And it's an interesting uh, piece there. And I like the way he shows like the, the image of his brother at the house. And then he gets a phone call basically saying he's dead. Come home. And he wants to go at it alone because he knows back home is a totally different creature. And he doesn't want the girlfriend that, that to not know his past. Right. The, uh, exactly what he said. It's a different world. It's, it's just a different species altogether. Um, and yeah, it's, it's an evil, it's the dark side of him. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. I think everybody at a certain age wants to leave home. They need to leave home. Uh, some because of the bad that they've done. Some just need to get away from just their house in and of itself. And the first time that you come back to your house, it's only a fraction of what our main guy here is going through. Um, he doesn't want his girlfriend to come because the darkness that eventually enveloped him was real and, and it took him and he did not want his girlfriend to see that. Yeah. He didn't want it to see it. There's past there. There's past girlfriends. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, just past environment where, you know, you even get this guy at the hotel right here who knows who he is. I know who you are. Don't yep. bring that stuff back here. You know, mm -hmm. um, his brother and him were, uh, they were, they were some interesting characters and they would have a, uh, a little bit of mischief. They were derelicts, right? May you say of, of the County that were going nowhere fast. And it probably was the best thing for Randy to leave. And well, yeah, he got he clean. Got he got sober. Yeah. He got clean, sober. He moved away, changed his life. He, he was a writer, you know, he was going somewhere. He was building a life. And the only way that that could have happened is out of that small town. Yep. Yeah. And that's, and that's really it. I mean, he gets tied into old relationships. He gets tied into uh, running back into one of his old girlfriends. Um, and then he also gets the, the local drug dealers get back involved with his life. And he has to, he has to really battle to get out of where he's at or, or to basically understand and avenge his brother's death. But it's a little bit more because his brother's got debts. His brother's got issues that they want him to pay. Yep. Um, and ultimately, ultimately comes back to Sheriff Joe Bob who, who saves the day, figures it out. Um, but uh, a buck short, a dollar late, right? Or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, daily dollar short. Yeah, he actually yeah. shows up on time to keep keep him from getting killed. But I did have something I wanted to point out to you, and and in regards to uh, Sarah, who's the old time ex girlfriend, who shows up in his hotel room. I yep. find that interesting. One that the guy at the hotel who says, "Don't you create any problems? Don't you know I want no 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 issues, no problems." He's the guy that lets her in. Right. And then turn right around. And who's the next person to come visit him? Well, it's one of the drug lords, one of the drug dealer guys. One of the muscle. Yeah. Obviously, somebody somebody let him know exactly what room. Either it's Sarah that let him know or it's the guy down there at the hotel who says he doesn't want any problems that let him know. Because, yeah, lo and behold, as we progress into the end of book two. 
you know, he takes him and takes him out to this other guy's to the to the drug dealers, uh, basically his backyard. And so you can see that even though you've left and you've made something in this story here, it's almost like the town's not going to let it go. They never will. And, and it is the small town. Everybody knows your name. You know, everybody knows your business. Um, you know, and, and the Sarah girl, like there's the instance where it's like she genuinely cares about Randall, though, because she's actually the one that goes to Sheriff Joe Bob to let him know that he was taken. And so it really gets to that that front desk clerk at the at the at the church at the uh, at the hotel where there's something a little bit more. There's something a little bit more sinister there. There's a lot more going on. Um but again, it is that little town. You know who's you know, who, you know who came in and who was at the 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 diner where there was an issue there and an issue who there, said yep. what that Randall, you know, did you hear Randall Trails back in town? Oh, you know, somebody killed, you know, his brother, you know, and it's just where that is. And and just the connections of where this all connects and and in the easy vibe of seeing that it was the drug dealer when it was a little bit more. And, um, you know, and, and it really turns out to be sour when they, you figure out that it was the ex-girlfriend who was running in with, with Randall's brother after Randall left because she wished it was him. Yep. Yep. That comes to light. And then of course, as you, uh, continue down that storyline, I mean, it opens up even more and more, excuse me. Yeah. It opens up so much. Yeah, I mean, even in that uh, in the middle of, of book two, when they're talking about how she's got the bandage on her face, who obviously broke her nose or what have you. And it's the drug dealer who just at the mention of this guy, just because they were together for a short period of time, ends up beating her up. Yeah, And I mean, and. The one thing and I'll throw this out there, kind of a well, maybe I'll save it. I'll save it towards the end because it's a. It's definitely something as we put everything together in the story, uh, something I definitely want your feedback from. But I think we got other things. If we're still on characters, I'm trying to think here. Who else did I have written down that I that I enjoyed? Obviously, the the drug dealer. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I didn't write down his name. Um, Hunter. I, I found him almost to be perfectly on the spot he could be a small-time drug lord in little ambrosia texas he could be in amarillo texas he could be a big deal in dallas texas uh you could plug and play that guy almost anywhere in texas and he just fit with the bolo tie the black shirt he he was a texas bad guy and maybe it was just the black shirt that did it for me but in all westerns the bad guy wore black right Pretty much everybody but Johnny Cash, right? He's probably the bad guy too. You know, I I, I do think it, it it is an interesting vibe of uh, of that character, and I, I do remember time they would call it being in what Irving, uh, but this guy had a uh, he did have a odd presentation, right? Um, he he reminded me of uh, one of the characters that was from uh, um, shit. What's that called? Prison Break. Uh, the the kind of the Russian guy Adabuzi, I think, or something like that was his name, and he reminds me so much of him. He's got that slicked back hair. He's just greasy and nasty as can be, <laughs> uh, and just plays this vibe. Then you got you know Detective Flores, who she's thrown in there. I think that she could end up growing on the on as the story goes. 
because she's the new transfer cop that came in. She's, uh, you know, hey, quit talking. I'm right here. Like, quit acting like I'm not a person here. Um, and she throws a great vibe there. Um, you know, I, I, I just dig, I dig that to a degree that 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 there's this this meshing that's happening still here of these characters. So it's playing really well on character building. Yes. The character building was solid. Again, going back to what you said earlier about this being a screenplay, uh, you got that feel. You did. Even with that little bit right there, you could tell with her uh, how she was folded in, brought along for the the, the drive along to go visit the bad guys. Um, that was that all fit together just like a screenplay, and it fit very well in the comic book because you really felt – she was part of the story. Even though she had a small bit to play, she was important enough to be brought in and, you know, and be presented in that, in that way, in that version, because yeah. without another body there, he's absolutely right. He could have been in a world of trouble, overpowered and outmatched. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're really playing a great piece there with, with the characters. Um, and then, you know, Randy's just, he's, he's getting angry and angry and you see this develop, uh, as the story goes along, you know, as he goes in, he's already uptight because he's coming into town um, and, and just witnessing all the bad things. And then he's starting to, then he learns about the death and then he, uh -huh. he has, or he has the issue with the diner. Then he learns about the death. Then he learns about his ex-girlfriend. Then he goes off and gets beat up by, by the local, you know, the little local gr group of, you know, drug runners. Right. And then he kind of goes back home. He goes and home for the first time, yeah. And then he starts getting these memories and just really wondering if they were the same memories he once remembered. What was it really? Was it his brother that had the issues or was it something that kind of took him in and grabbed him further into the issue? Um, and, you, and you see this. And then he starts to totally alter who he is. He starts yeah, he going starts back to old down. ways or his brother's ways that will learn more, I'm sure. Um, and he takes care of this guy that uh, that took him in at first and takes him down to the basement. And uh, that's right opportune time for the ex-girlfriend or the girlfriend to just come unannounced. Um, yeah, very, very odd feeling there. Um, well, you know, I could see for me, it was almost a descent into madness is is kind of what I felt with that. Um, you could you could feel. And there's something artistically I, I'll point to here in a little while, but you could feel as the story went along, just in the way that he presented himself, even artistically, the visualization of the character slowly start slipping. And when the girlfriend came, when, when he went out, got drunk for the first time, came back uh, and his girlfriend showed up, you could see just panel by panel, the slow slipping into a madness that was deep and dark for him. I mean, he blows up. He blows up at his girlfriend and now ex-girlfriend. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it's it's a slippery slope. And when he went back home, that was just one more added stick on the piles of weight of logs that was on his back, and it slowly broke him. Just slowly broke him and drove him into madness and to doing something that he definitely shouldn't have done. Yeah. Yeah. It does have you relate where you would be in that picture, where you would go within, you know, a murdered death. Um, and 
yeah, you just see the guy slip and and you see it happening and you see it, you know, it's kind of hard. It's like a train wreck. You don't, you kind of don't want to watch it. You don't want to see this guy go through it, but yet you still understand and you still have empathy for him and, and that anger and madness to it. And that's where, that's where I, I think Chris did a really good job in writing this book. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, because he's making you enjoy this person. He's making you side with him. Um, and, and I think that was, that was one of the really fun parts with it. Then you get Joe Bob's humor next to it. But <laughs> well, what I found to be interesting in, in that panel of when he went out and got drunk, when he first came to and realized what he did, there was shock. There was a little bit of horror, but it went away quick as he d- tried to dispose of the body. Um, he's like, he said, he's numb feeling. He doesn't feel anything. Yeah. That is a portion of madness. There is no more feeling, no more empathy for the things that you did. And from that point forward, there was zero empathy. He had lost it. And that was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. I loved that portion of him and that descent. It was quick, uh, bit by bit still. But as soon as he came home, it was it was over. Done deal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you you saw the writing on the wall, and everybody kind of knew it. Um, it was amazing how it, you you look at that and see it's like amazing how he actually got out of there, right? Yeah. It's it's, a, it's amazing, the first- and um, sometimes that's what it takes, right? You think about the it reminds you of the you know the thing of somebody going to the military to pretty much save their life to get out of the the hell that they were in uh, when there yep. wasn't much of a chance, right? I mean. It's, you know, the kind of to a similar degree, the, the, the story of an inner city where inner city kids, you know, he's, he's a victim to the gangs and it's, uh, mm-hmm. you're either going to get killed by it or you're going to join it. And uh, sometimes that becomes the violence. Sometimes that becomes that Texas blood that just is in you and it's around you depending on the environment. So, yeah. But I mean, ultimately it comes down to, uh, to this, this, this fine, you know, to the final bit of this book, um, where they realize that it was the Sarah, was the ex girlfriend from high school, and you realize that it was her, that she did it, and that she broke her nose by the the drug guy who killed them, and that that he actually gets killed. You know, Randy takes care of business of all of them, mm-hmm. and uh, it really is a interesting aspect of they're they're going to go off into the sunset to a degree, the two of them. One for killing Randy's brother, Randy for killing everyone else. Um, but is there more to this Randy Terrell story? Is there? Is there? You know, I feel like there's a lot more. There's a ton more Joe Bob story to be told. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Ton more Joe Bob story. But what? Where? What? What's left with the Randy Terrell story? You know, I don't know. For both of them, too, for Sarah and Randy, they're going off to county, which means they're going to be tried. They're going to be going off to a state or federal prison for murder. Um, and it's it's curious as I think about it from a law enforcement perspective. Um, can you call that a crime of passion? You know, he's been Randy's been led to believe, and I will truly I truly believe that Sarah purposely led him to believe that that drug dealer was the one that killed his brother. Right. And she makes mention, she takes advantage, in, in back in book two, she takes advantage of his uh, chivalrous type of, you know, southern Texas charm that, that you know, there's a lot of Texas things that are, that are off, but one thing they are very chivalrous, very polite, very mannered and such. Um, but she takes advantage of that. 
and she leads him on a story about her nose getting busted. He starts to say, well, he's trying to make these connections about what she's saying and starts thinking that the drug lord was the one that pulled the trigger. And this whole time, she's like, no, stop. You don't know. You know, and I just I don't buy it because she's not very. Uh, she doesn't she, she doesn't sell me on that whole bit. But yeah. all the way down, he's led to believe the wrong thing. But I, I think there was a moment where she tried to tell him. She tried to she tried to say it, and he was just so furious, so angry um, at the situation, at all the stuff going on, that he kept cutting her off too. So it's part of the. There was an interesting dialogue dialogue that those two had um, when when it when when it's hitting the, you know, the peak of this story, um, and you you know that something's going to happen one way or another, and. Um, and, and, but I do think you're right. I do think that there was some piece there of her wanting, um, wanting the other guy to be to be killed. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. she knew she was the one that killed the brother, but she wanted this drug dealer taken out too. She wanted she wanted them both gone. And that's that's kind of what I felt. Is she set up uh, Randy to take this guy out? She knew that if she pushed the right buttons, that he was going to fall off. And, and he was going to just spiral, which he which he did completely spiral. Yeah, and and that's that was the big piece. That that was yeah. the you know the big turning point on it is feeling the death and kind of coming to the conclusion of who it was with uh, uh, Kuntner, Kuntner, who's the guy who did it, and um, that's. That, that was the ultimate piece there, and uh, Joe Bob couldn't save the day. He couldn't get there and prevent more harm from happening, and ultimately a bunch of people dying and then a couple other people's lives uh, being being kind of changed forever within mm -hmm. that. So, yep. yep. Even the story. I think we've hit everything on this book, but I want to bring up and transition, if you will, a little bit into the art of this book. Some of the things that I want to know if you felt a, a lot of a lot of a good story is like I was saying in the beginning, having your senses feel something else. So having your eyes feel tension, you know, having the words have weight that reduce you down to a to a little bit of a draw. You see artistically. um not in not in the cover picture here, but you'll see artistically a lot of lines. Uh, shadowing is most of it, but I felt as you you saw the slip into madness and the uh, the tension areas, you get a lot of dark scribbles horizontally, or I should say vertically, um, throughout most of those scenes, which created a ton of tension. Not that there was necessarily or there necessarily needed to be tension. But as you go through the book, you see those heavy lines over the character that's feeling the most of this tension. And it drew my eyes to that because I could, my eyes, again, felt that tension in the book. And as you get towards the end of this uh, first trade, those last scenes, those darkest scenes of, of murder, those lines were the heaviest, most jagged scribbles and... I don't know. Did you feel that, or am I, or am I just looking too deep into it? I, I, I to a degree, I think that might be too deep into it. 
you know, I, I know that there was parts where it was, you know, where it was dark and gloomy, but it was also dark and gloomy. You're in a basement. You're um, you're at midnight. You're late at night at a dance dance hall club. I mean, I do feel like they showed that red, like the scenes got a lot more red and a lot more mm -hmm. black and darker. Um, but I do think that there's scenes where he's, you know, frustrated and upset. Or actually, I, I, I say that. And then I look at it here. Um, I don't know if you'll be able to see my screen. Um, a little bright. Bring it closer. But you'll see in the top, the the top uh, left corner, that you see that the the first panel's red. He's yeah, starting to get it right, and then it goes back to the color. So it's like the anger is hitting. So I mean, yeah. maybe you're onto something. Um, it's, it's not necessarily the shading. It almost is like a frantic hard scribble. Like the lines you see in some of the shading, it's softer lines, right? But in this, they're all connected and it's very jagged, almost sharp like teeth. Um, and whether it gets the colors get darker, it almost seems like there's more and more of those jagged, sharp lines. And to me, as I read through it the first time, I could feel that tension. My eyes were seeing it, but it was the second read that I really started seeing these things start to pop. I mean, I saw it. The first time when uh, the two sat on the bed, when Sarah and, and Randy sat on the bed, I could see some of that tension. Um, and then I saw it, you saw it heavy when he went back home. Um, and I don't know. It just felt like almost like in this picture here, you could you see that those not they're not sharp, but it almost feels like heat pressing down. So it's like the artist is trying to show you or make you feel with your eyes what's going on in the scene. I mean, this is a small town. There's nothing really green here, but it's the heat that causes that. Maybe I'm digging too deep into it, mm -hmm. um, but that's just some of the things that I saw. And I didn't know if anybody else, maybe somebody else out there saw it, saw it, this and could back me up on it. I don't know. Yeah, I, and, and I think sometimes we might we might see things and in in interpret it different than what it was mean. Uh, it could just be a style because I felt like, um, you know, Jacob, who's done quite a bit of the color work on like uh, Kill or Be Killed, some of the backup work on that, or um, some of the criminal. Um, that is kind of like a style of his as well is the coloring style. Um, cause I do feel like we, we see some of it, but we see it in a lot of things. So, um, but there, I do think, you know, he does have a certain use of panels of colors of his palette that really kind of adjust and change things around. Um, cause at times you can see some certain, you know, heavy lines and certain pieces, even in this scene here, of where there's the, the, the different elements. Um, but then you get to this scene where it does give you that dark, the red, the blacks, uh, just kind of like uh, something's happening. And of course you're going to get the blood red everywhere when the blood's yeah. out. Um, and even, even there there's the, you know, the tile and, but I mean, I loved Jacob's art. I really dug Jacob's art. I think it I is. It too. Um, yeah. I, I, I see him like, he's one of my, you know, his dad's one of my favorite artists. I love Sean Phillips and I love what that's done, but I can see Jacob developing and keep going and, He's already just got a, a great uh, instinct for storytelling in his panels and his framing and in and, and his um in his scenes, right? So I think it's uh it's done well to have a great storytelling within the scenes that he's that he's drawing. So I think one thing that he excelled at was the facial expressions. He really put a lot I mean for for uh I mean he's not he's not an artist that's gonna be like taking a picture. That's just not gonna happen. But what he did with the lines and the and 
what he did with the facial expressions really drove home a lot of what the characters were going through. Yeah. You could really see that. It really, that really popped for me too. The furrowing of the brows and, and the squint of the eyes. But I mean, really when you get to the core of this though, this story and just that connection of, of going back to going back to the place that made you um, and getting back to that core. Like I, I'm, I dig that connection that basis of this story of this of this what we're getting from it and i again i dug it um you know i i could see it going in many places and i could see this mm -hmm. texas blood being something else even if it continues to be a joe bob series with multiple different arcs that are about different crimes that happen um i think it's good especially in this style of storytelling with the throwing in of a little bit of humor um and you know well it is wow. what it is, and 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 I think that's uh that's what makes it fun. So, I mean, what what are you? I guess score it up. What do you think? What do you? Where are you looking at with this book for yourselves? What are we going off of? A five or a ten? A five. Five. All right. Um, you know, I really enjoyed the art and the colors from the things that I saw. Like I said, I'm probably diving a little too deep into it, but I definitely it, it's a solid four. Um, because of the tension that I felt, maybe even. I think four is about good, a little better than four, but I wouldn't go a 4.25. Uh, I wouldn't break it down there. But like I said, the use of colors and the tension that the artist brought to the page, I thought was fantastic. It was, it was something that I enjoyed and I enjoyed looking at it, even though I, I was looking for some of those connections, I enjoyed looking at it and seeing how it interacted with the story. I solid four on the art. The story was, was great. Um, I'd give that a solid four as well. Solid four. Yeah. You know, I, I think when you look at this story and the depth that it told, you know, um, I think I think it was really it was really well up there and it used this medium really well in the comic book medium, which makes everything fun in my opinion. Again, dug the art. It, it did everything that you would want an artist to do within this. It didn't overly like like wow you with some realistic realism. Um but it told the story in the comic book medium very well. Very well. Um, and that's where, I mean, I'm looking at both of it across the board, the pairing of it. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a 4.5. I think it was a, like, again, a very solid, you know, I, I think, you know, 4.5 is an A when you're going off of the, 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 the hundred percent scale, it's a good solid 90% A. Um, that's kind of, that's how I feel about it. It was one of those, one of those books that, um, as it grows, as it gets, I'm going to get the hardcover, put it on the shelf along with a uh, criminal and killer be killed behind me. Um, with some of the other books that I quite enjoy very much. So 4.5, that's where I'm at. You got it. I feel like you got to get this book. If you like, oh, yeah. it. if you like crime, if you like, um, you know, Westerns, if you like, uh, noir stories, it's, it's going to be something that you should go get. Absolutely. Yep. And that's, I mean, that's where we're going to be at with this. We're going to continue covering um, books like this from time to time, every other month, once a month. However, we're going to do some right now on Twitter. We have a poll about a couple books that we're looking and thinking to do. And uh, we're hoping that everybody might uh, put it into that survey. But I think right now the leader that we got going on is going to be, Year Zero. 
um, Benjamin Percy, who I really like Benjamin Percy's art. Um, a, uh, this is AWA Artist Writers and Art Artitians uh, Upshot Publishers. So I think it is a, a, a new up-and-coming publisher that's got lots of good creators on a lot of good books. Uh, but I know Volume 2 has got a uh, Hoodoo TV favorite artist of Juan Jose Reap. Um, mm -hmm. But um, he's in the, the Volume 2. But uh, it should, Volume 1, we're going to go and take a look at that, crack that. And I think by doing the math right, that looks like it might be February 3rd that we're going to review this. So Sweet. pick up this book, read this book, so you can join in the conversation. Yeah, uh, I've, I've gotten a lot here. of good a lot of people that have pointed that book saying this is a great read. They picked up the floppies and read it. <clears throat> and uh, there you go. Yeah. You're already ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Highly recommended uh, to get some things like that, get in there and read that stuff. So, but yeah, I'm glad that others have said it's good too. So, but I'm going to figure it out on my own. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, that's, I mean, make sure you guys are uh, subscribing. Make sure you're into this. Make sure you're watching it. Uh, share it if you can. Tell people to read a book and uh, send them our way and so we can all talk about it. Um, and comment whatnot below. And uh, we'll get you on here to talk talk some books with us from time to time. And uh, we'll run from there. So Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you all from watching. Subscribe, like. Moose, thanks for joining on, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. All Much right. appreciated. We'll see you all.